You're listening to the Let Me Ask You This podcast. The show about everything and nothing. Now, I'd like to introduce two guys that need no introduction. Because you won't know them or remember them. Here they are. Jack Ace and Schwimey. All right, we are recording a new episode. You are listening to the So Let Me Ask You This podcast. My name is Schweiny. I am Jack Ace. Jackie, baby, welcome. How you doing? Better than I deserve. Excellent, excellent. As usual. So, um, a little bit of a departure from what we normally do. From the third (laughs) member of our broadcast It's not a beverage. That's right. It is. We actually have a guest today. Um, Today, uh, we have Luke, who is... Uh, a friend of the family, both of our families, and who was taken up in those wildfires in Maui. And so we wanted to have him on today to give uh, maybe a little bit more perspective on that whole story. Yeah, give us some inside Luke, views. how you doing, buddy? Absolutely. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm just hanging out right now. I got out of Maui for a little while, so I'm I'm safe now. Excellent. That's good news. We're glad to hear that. What... what uh, Why'd you go to Maui in the first place, Luke? So it, the story basically begins in May of this this past, this year, 2023. Uh, I graduated from college. Congratulations! All my friends, thank you very much. I'm, it was wasn't too hard. Had, had maybe <laughs> partied a little bit too much during it, uh, but all my friends got corporate office jobs, and I just knew I couldn't do it. So I applied to a random jet ski job out in Maui, and I called the guy about 30 times. He answered, he said, what the hell do you want? Stop calling me. (laughs) Please, please, please give me a job. I don't want to work in an office. And he said, you have a college degree and you want to work out here? Hell yeah. Get out here, dude. We need you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Got got accepted the job uh, probably April 2023 and then graduated college. Moved out two days after graduation. Cleaned out the house and packed up a suitcase flew out to Maui and I started the next day when I got there started working for this jet ski company in the middle of middle of the Pacific Ocean what, when, was, what was month pretty, was that Luke April uh that was May May, May 15th is when I moved out there okay yeah. May 15th April, of this year so you've been yeah, out there three months how was it Four, yeah it was it was the most incredible job I've ever had it was I mean, it was Hawaii, so there was no air conditioning or anything, and right. it, was, it was a little brutal, brutal on the weather side, sure. uh, but it, it really was the most amazing experience I've ever had. I got to travel the island, and I got to meet so many interesting people. I worked on the beach for 12 hours a day, so being a ginger, I've never been tanned before, but I got a pretty good tan. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Just, just got to sit on sit on the beach, talk to pretty ladies, and ride jet skis all day. It really was the perfect after college experience for, that is. for quite a while there. No kidding. That's so where, where were you living in Maui? So I was in the city of Lahaina. I was oh, you were in Lahaina? Center. Yeah, I was dead center Lahaina. Damn. Uh, on, a t- on a little street called uh, Wahikuli. Okay. Wow. So uh, set us up uh, with the, the situation on that that day and and let us know you know what happened uh when did you first know that there were fires and how did you know this 
So the the day began more rather rather regularly. We wake up for work. Everybody's going through the house. We had seven guys living in one big house. Um, and so the day began, we were all getting ready for work and the boss calls. He says, the wind's too high. Don't come into work. So we all we all stay home. We maybe we maybe have some drinks. We party up a little bit because you don't have work. Nice. Uh, and the, the day goes on, day goes on. The guys go somewhere. I take a nap. Day goes on. It comes to about probably two or three o'clock when we look out of our front door, which was just a screen. No, no front door at all, just a screen. Uh, we look through there and there's a big cloud of smoke probably two miles away from what we could see. Hmm. It was a good distance away. We were honestly more interested than scared at this point. So we didn't think of anything of it. So was your view out that door, was that up the mountain or was that towards the sea? That would be um, more east. So in between the sea okay. and the mountain. Okay. Uh, okay. Just straight straight across the town, not not towards the mountain of the sea necessarily, but right across the town. Uh, we saw smoke going from the upper side of Lahaina towards the sea. Mm -hmm. uh, and we all walked outside and we got on our bikes and went over there tried to see it we couldn't see anything came back to the house uh, and then the day just pr progressed on and we saw the smoke keep going as as the day went on we stayed at the house probably probably shouldn't have kept drinking at that point probably should have taken it a little bit more seriously we didn't we didn't we, we didn't really know the severity of the situation at that point but the day was there anything on the dude were you guys looking at was there anything on social media anything about it so problem was the power was out almost immediately when that fire started and the winds kicked up because yeah. the power lines get right. torn down right so and on that side of the island the cell towers are not great so we didn't really have cellular or wi-fi so we were mm. really just stranded wow. over there with no news or anything we were just looking at this fire starting to start and we just had no idea what was going to happen uh eventually probably around five o'clock um, a couple of the guys hopped on their dirt bikes and drove over there and they said it was terrible. Like it was burning down houses, things were blowing up. That's when that's when we fully took grasp of the situation and realized it was a lot worse than we thought it was going to be. Um, about 20 minutes after that, a couple of our coworkers drove up to our house, just kind of in shock and covered in some ash and stuff. And okay, so, house had caught fire. so the, yeah. this is about 5 p.m., right? Yeah, this is about 5 p.m. that day. So now, uh, now, every, now the town is starting to realize, hey, we got a problem here. And the fires, yeah, there's everybody. The fires have been burning yeah, yeah. since the middle of the night, right? right, right. That's that's when they started. Like they, I saw footage I, of a transponder that exploded in up in like the forest the part of the mountains. What did you and say, Luke? That's when power went out too. He, he'll interrupt you the whole um, podcast. Yeah, that's what that's I do. What, that's what he does. Yeah, uh, I interrupt. Because that's my <laughs> so what were you, what were you gonna superpower. Say? So what were you going to say, Luke? Um, no, that's very interesting. I hadn't known it started the night before. That is good to know. Now I know for the future. Uh, yeah. But they they came they came to our house and they were like, "Hey, everything's gone. We just saw our whole house go." And we we're like, "That's when we really took severity of the situation. We knew that something bad was happening." And so we kind of all talked it out and we packed a couple bags and just threw it in our cars. We were ready, uh, and then. Cell service was already pretty much out, but I call got a call from my girlfriend right now, and she she was like, "Hey, my house is gone. Get out now. You have to leave." And me being the 
simple brained man I am, I was like, nah, it's not gonna reach us. We're fine. We're we're okay. Everything. Where was she? All... Where was she at this time? She she was probably about two miles towards the fire. So she was two miles wow. towards that smoke of me. So she when she got out, uh, it was a lot. She has a much different story than I do because she she was in the smoke and she saw some some trees falling over and the fire a lot closer than I did. But back back to back to where I was. So about five o'clock hits, they come over, they tell us we gotta get out. We are pretty stupid and do not for right now. The sun so, sets. So when you say uh, they came and told you, this, these were your co-workers, yeah. right? These weren't yes. island officials or anything. Were there any police presence, any, sirens, anything, anything. any, any <laughs> officials of the city or the island or the government telling people evacuate? There was nothing, nothing until probably seven o'clock that night. So from the beginning of the day all the way to seven o'clock that we had heard no one come by the street. No one came by. There was no sirens, no mm. nothing that we heard at least. Uh, so there was no city officials that came to tell us to get out or anything until about seven o'clock. So when you when you decided to leave, it was seven o'clock. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And so when we decided to leave, that it's because of we finally the police came by and we're like, you got to get out now. Okay. And and how were the roads at that point? So when that happened, the police came by. They said, get out now. The fire's on its way to you. So we all decided, yep, let's go. We got in our cars, drove out. Uh, at that point, the roads were clear in Lahaina. But right at the end of Lahaina, they were closed off. So the cops were just pushing people towards the end there into the police station. There's one big road beside Takana Pali, which is where like everybody was going for safety. Mm -hmm. It's probably about five miles up the road, a little bit less. Uh, but that road was closed off by the police because there were power lines all over the road from the wind mm -hmm. getting torn down. So where were so people were supposed to evacuate? That, that is a good question. They had the police station slash civic center open. Mm -hmm. So everybody that was left in Lahaina was getting shuffled into there in their cars. Um, and it was just up on top of this little hill, probably like, I don't even know, I would guess probably 200 cars all kind of crammed into this place. Me and two of my friends, one in their car, or four of my friends, I guess, me in my car, well, my friend in his car and my friend in their dirt bikes all found our way up behind the Civic Center up this dirt path. Mm -hmm. And we were just sitting there. And from up there, you could see the entire fire burning Lahaina. It was it was an intense moment. Uh, there was uh, just explosions going off because of houses and stuff. But we were just watching it for a couple hours until a firefighter came up there to the top of the hill. And he said, Hey, what the what the fuck are you guys doing up here? You guys got to get out of here. And we were like, you told us to come up here. You pushed us up this way. And he was like, no, we evacuated the whole Civic Center. So we're driving back down this dirt hill. Everybody's gone. The road's open. Smoke is starting to cloud the road. Mm -hmm. So we we just turn right on that road up north towards Kanapali, and we drive up that way for a little while. And we find, uh, oh, what was it? We find our captain's house. So we were staying. Our captains live up north. Okay. In like a nicer part of the town. So we just drove up that way and we tried to find his apartment, couldn't find it, slept in our cars that night until the next morning. And and what happened with your girlfriend? How did she get out? So she was on the other side immediately when the fire started. So when she saw the smoke, her and her friends got out of there. Uh, she was actually at her friend's house at the time. So they got in their car, they drove out of there. Uh, it was 
traffic everywhere, smoke everywhere, um, trees falling over, houses blowing up next to them. And they, instead of going the way we went north, they were able to go south. Uh, and they got out of there pretty quick. They evacuated to a little town called Kihei on the other side of Maui. So they they got out early and got safe, but they, they were in the middle of the fire. So they, they saw a little bit more than I did. Oh, man. Hmm. What about, what about after, was, Luke? So, like, the next day now, did you guys real? I mean, you were watching it, so I, under, I, I guess you understand how bad it was. But at what yeah. point did you realize um, the magnitude of, of how bad it was? Um, we really, uh, again, until the next morning, like you said, probably around 10 o'clock. So the police, they weren't letting anybody into Lahaina, of course, just for safety reasons. But our friends had dirt bikes, so they would just zoom right past them and the police wouldn't try and stop them or anything. Um, they went to look at the house and they came back and they said it was completely gone. Mm. And that's when we all took to grasp of the severity. They had videos and things, so they showed us all the videos of like all the houses and everything burned down around the area uh and then we we really were all just sitting there like wow okay uh time to take take action and figure something else out and try and try and figure out what to do from here so if everybody took heed of what the police were saying at 7 p.m would a lot of lives have been saved or were just was it just you guys got lucky that you left at 7 were there still people to be contacted at seven? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think, I think us being there at seven, we were honestly some of the, I wouldn't say some of the last people, but I think there was only probably ten percent of Lahaina left in Lahaina. Okay. Um, uh, people knew of the fires because you could see the smoke. It's a very flat town, and you could all—I'm sure everybody could see the smoke—but a lot of people did not get out, as I'm seeing on the news and everything right. like that. It's. We were we were very lucky to to get out when we did. Because you know, I saw footage of people having to wait in the water as the the fires burned out. Like they were in, said that they were in the water for up to five hours. And I'm curious if they just you know didn't evacuate when they were told to, or maybe they didn't have the means to evacuate. You know, do you have? Um, it, honestly, yeah, it could be both of those things. They could have been uh, a homeless population or something like that. There's a big homeless population in Lahaina. Got it. It could have been people, people without cars, uh, family members who didn't know where their other family was, looking for them, just got trapped and had to escape the fire by jumping in the ocean on Front Street. Mm. Wow. And the schools were were the schools closed too, Luke, because of the wind. Uh, yes, yeah, so that day the schools did close, which leads to the big question of parents with their children at home and stuff like that. Did they get to them and all that stuff? Assuming, cause yeah. the, did they send them home or did they start school or did they cancel it at the um, beginning of the day? I'm pretty sure they canceled it at the beginning of the day because of the high winds. It, the, the beginning of the day was really remarkable how high the winds were. There was even a... A tree on the property that I live on fell on one of the back houses, and that was that—that's what the, we thought the worst of the today was going to be. Yeah. Until the fire kicked up. Are those high winds? Are those typical? Hurricanes. Um, no. Uh, at least in the four months that I had lived there, I hadn't seen winds like that, except for maybe when we got hit by a small hurricane. Uh, that was the closest to it. But those winds were happening because a hurricane was off north south of us. Okay. South or and northwest? We were, it's northwest or south. I'm, I'm sure it's one of them. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember, I don't yeah, remember I exactly the direction it was. Yeah, I have, I have no clue. 
Which is typical you guys for, could be right. for us. Yeah. yeah. It was just, we were getting hit by the south, or the uh, by the side winds of the hurricane. I believe, yeah. And that's just hitting us right there. Yeah, I saw, I, and I uh, showed Jackie this when he arrived this morning. I found this video that shows how just, it was like a freaking blowtorch. These guys were driving through the flames trying to get out of Lahaina, and it looks like a flamethrower. Like a flamethrower. Like the flames are, they're not, you know, licking upwards. They are blowing sideways, sideways and just yeah. obliterating everything in the path. And, you know, and you got to imagine that the, the air outside while this is happening is just too hot to breathe. You know, so I don't. It was, yeah. Yeah. Did Absolutely. You, and I mean, I heard it was moving 50 feet a minute or something. That's how fast it was going. Oh, Probably wow. faster. That is, that is terribly fast did, for a fire. Did you ever have a moment, Luke, where you're like, oh, S, this might be it? Um. Did you mean uh, to say, oh, shit? Like, yeah, I meant to say, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you guys cursed on this show. We, we certainly do. Listen, the last time I saw you, you were seven years old. So I'm, uh, he's I'm not comfortable, I'm not comfortable cursing in front line. of you now. That's what's going on here. That's, that's, yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Luke, uh, would you like a no, snack? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Take a glass of milk. Hey, A glass of milk. You too okay, soon. Luke? You playing with your dinosaurs? Too soon. That is awesome. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I necessarily had a moment where I thought I was gonna die necessarily. I did have a moment where I was like, "Oh my God, this is it for Lahaina for sure." Because um, the sun set pretty early that night, so around seven o'clock, it was pretty much pitch black, and uh, you would see the sky over east mm -hmm. light up like orange. Uh, and then we were all talking at the house. We'd be like, "Oh, that was our gas station. That was Minute Stop or something." Oh, and wow. it'd be like an orange light just flaring in the sky you'd be like oh that was a gigantic gas station very interesting and that was that was when i realized it was probably there was definitely some moments where i was like oh lahaina is absolutely done this is hey luke awesome. what kind what, this is gonna sound like a strange question what kind of stove did you no, have absolutely. in the what house kind of what stove did you have in the house was it electric stove, stove. or a gas stove oh i believe it was electric uh I, I never did use the stove in that house. Seven <laughs> guys live in there. The, the, the kitchen was pretty nasty, if I'm being honest. It was not not an ideal living situation. I hear you. I hear you. Nothing I but it was uh, electric, though. Nothing but bananas and Captain Crunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. They can afford Captain correct. Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your plan now, Luke? Are you gonna Are you going to go back there? What are you, I mean, I don't know, there's nothing to probably go back to. That's an amazing question. It really is. It's a toss-up for me right now. My uh, my plan, thank goodness I have other options. My my family is here for me. I can come back here. A lot of people didn't have didn't have that over there, so I had a secondary location I could flee to. Uh, but I honestly think I'm just going to look for jobs here in Texas for a little while while things settle down in Maui. Yeah. Uh, it really is like they want ideal personnel or like only like local people there right now just so they can conserve the resources and sure. keep everybody safe uh they also i mean at the same time maui runs on tourism so they probably want some tourists over there as well uh it's, it's a mix of both where they want people to respect the wildlife and respect everything that's happening over there at the same time come and spend money and have fun so i think i'll just stay in texas for a little while and try to recover and find a job here when, when did you leave uh, Hawaii. Um, I leave Maui. Yeah. Um, 
I can look at my calendar here. I believe it was it was not that long ago. It was probably a week ago or so. Uh, maybe a week and a half. So yeah, where were probably... you living? Where were you living between the the fire and uh, you know coming back to Texas? Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a whole other side to the story. Is um, we woke up the next day after the fire and it was time to evaluate what we were doing. We got together with everyone had no cell reception. Our friend told us a place that had cell reception up on the side of a mountain by the airport. Hmm. So we we drove up there. I got probably two bars and I was able to call, of course, my mom first and let her know that I was alive. Yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah. That was, uh, I bet she was, was worried. Call to make. Yeah, she 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 definitely was a little worried. She she cried a little bit there. She didn't know if I was alive or not for about 24 hours. So she was happy to hear my voice. And then I bet my second my second call was to my friend uh, my friend who lived on the other side in a town called Wailuku, which was untouched by the fires, no power outages, no nothing. So I called him. He said, "Oh, thank God you're alive. You got to get over here immediately." He's probably my best friend on the island. Awesome. He, uh, his family's always always been nice to me. And he said he said he's got a place for me to stay, and we just got to get over that side. They got power, water, food, and stuff. And I said, "That sounds perfect. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do it." And so. Yep. Me and my other coworker that morning packed, packed my uh, 1998 uh, Saturn that I was driving on the island. Packed it up and tried to drive through the Haina. They told us you can't go through here. There's still fires and toxic fumes. So we had to drive about three, three and a half hours on the backside of Maui, which is just dirt roads, always next to the ocean, no guardrail or anything. Like hundreds of feet up next to the ocean just driving around that for hours all the way around mm. so that's that's what we did we drove all the way around to wailuku and then we stayed in my friend's house for probably a good week and we were able to just stay there and recover and good deal. We were able to just chillax for a little while yeah man i can't and, imagine and nope. in that week we, yeah it was it was interesting in that week we really had nothing to do it was just probably four People from Lahaina got out and were staying there in this spare bedroom and kind of like a garage almost spare apartment. We're just sleeping on mattresses on the floor. We were we were the lucky ones though. We got to have a place with power and food and water. So we we got out of there and had had a little bit of luck. Were, were you have you talked to any of your friends or uh, even acquaintances co-workers that yeah. were yeah, the coworkers that, that did not have that kind of a setup and they were str um, struggling? Yeah, we were uh, yeah, honestly, most of us were pretty lucky. Uh, we all had some place we could go to, really. We all, there was half, it was probably 70% of the workforce for this company worked in uh, Lahaina, but then 30% lived on the other side. So all the people that lived on the other side offered the other people, like, living spaces in their homes, like a spare bedroom or a mattress on the floor, or really anything we could grab. I know, um... At the boss's house, a couple people were staying in a tent outside of his house, and some people were staying on the couches. Some people were staying in his bedroom. He tried to house as many as he could. We really, we were probably a lucky company. But I know a lot of people got stuck at Walmart in their cars, uh, side of the road places. But the the Ohana in Hawaii, everybody takes care of everybody, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah tell us about that. Like what? So after now, things it's the next day or two days later, and things are just. <laughs> I was gonna say the smoke is starting to clear, but you guys, uh, yeah, I was trying to be funny. I know uh, you're not, but you, that's uh, <laughs> you, you know, you guys, you know, you, you're trying to figure out what the hell happened, what's going on, 
what what are some of the things that you are hearing about in in uh you know from from the general populace or just people in passing what are some of the things that that you were hearing about that um just either sounded weird or unique or wow that's shocking anything like that uh absolutely um lahaina itself almost turned into a war zone uh so there were so many stories of kind people packing up their trucks with supplies driving it up there to the people uh trying to get them all supplies and stuff and like even uh like people who were in line when the fires happened who escaped would yeah. pack up like trucks and stuff and bring supplies up very kind people um there were stories of people getting like looted and stopped at gunpoint and the supplies taken and by all whom? this stuff happening Did they say who it was um by not necessarily uh but like citizens or people who were left in line that couldn't that didn't have anything and lost everything trying to get stuff for themselves i heard a couple stories of trucks getting stopped at gunpoint and all the supplies getting taken by the citizenry uh, uh by the people left in line who didn't have anything left yeah um at least that's what i believe isn't isn't that um, isn't that why they were going there was to bring it to the people of lahaina yeah well they just so, kind of yeah. yeah so why did you why did they need the guns just here, i don't know here just you go to, to... <laughs> this is for you <laughs> <laughs> they were giving it out freely and people were trying to just take it for themselves and keep it stocked up somewhere and then there were other stories of uh looting so like um houses that didn't get burned down by the fires miracles where like they were untouched would get broken into everything stolen mm. or like uh people thought about it in like jewelry stores diamonds can't burn people were going through rubble looking for diamonds and stuff and That's a good point there was a lot of stories of looting the the tragedy led to a lot of good people letting good come out and <laughs> jackie and i are both writing down out. the fact that diamonds, diamonds don't, don't burn, burn. <laughs> First time I'm, I'm, yeah, next I'm, time. So I'm, I'm in an inferno. I'm know going, where the jewelry is. I'm going to are. sales. <laughs> oh. You guys are grasping the real the real parts of the story. That's Diamonds right. don't burn. That's, oh that's, the name of the episode. that's the name of the episode. No, yes. no it can't be. It, it cannot is. be. No. Nope. We can't make a joke out of this episode. It's not a joke. Diamonds don't burn. It's a fact. We don't it want everybody fact. remembering that. I don't want competition at the burned down jewelry store. That's why you have. Ah, to yeah, you guys gotta, you guys gotta cut this out of the episode and keep it for yourselves. That way, when when things go to when things go bad, only you know that diamonds don't burn. Luke is practically a pro already. I'm telling you, <laughs> we may have our third member. He's he's a seasoned emergency vet. <laughs> what, any, what? Anything else? Any any of the like? What did you hear? Any conspiracy cool the conspiracy theories? Like everybody else out here hears. Yeah, I I saw some weird stuff like. Uh, my friend that lives up in the East Coast, he sent me a video of a guy saying that lasers were being shot down at Lahaina because some stuff was burned down and some stuff wasn't, so they were burning it with lasers. Did he see uh, the laser? I, can, I, can or he, I mean, I've heard that theory. Did he see the laser or did he I, just hear about it? I, I could shut that theory down pretty quick. I was sitting up on a hill watching Lahaina burn down. I saw zero lasers emerge from the sky. I think that is absolutely not what happened at all. So what I read, and you know what, there's there's probably a little bit of truth to this, is that Oprah Winfrey was trying to get some more land, land, and she wanted Lahaina. Oh, I've, everybody says very, that. Yep. Yep. very Every, everybody interesting. Says that. Everybody okay. says that. Yeah. 
So. Well, and the guy, and the guy who is on the other, owns the other island across the way. He wanted some Maui. He wanted some Maui property. too. I forget his name. He was the like founder of Oracle or something. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't heard that theory about Oprah. I thought Oprah was nice, but maybe sounds like maybe, maybe she's not. Uh, she's not as nice as we uh, we all thought. Of course, that's Aaron ridiculous. Schneid. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. I think that should be the name of the episode. Oprah did it. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, diamonds don't burn. It's already. It's, I, I did see that. Oprah was lending a hand, though. She donated quite a bit of money to the cause, and she was down there volunteering at one of the stations. So I, but only with I know her that camera she was trying crew. to help as that, much as she could. That no, might she, be a smokescreen. It's a smokescreen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a smokescreen, and she was only there with her camera crew, and once they told her the camera crew co- couldn't come in, she left. It wasn't really a camera crew. It was a, it was a survey company. <laughs> <laughs> they were taking measurements. <laughs> yeah. uh, my couch would look great on that seawall over there. This would be a great spot for the zen garden right here like the oh, yeah. people of Los Angeles. Yes. Zen garden. so um so i know you were saying that your girlfriend's experience was a little bit different from yours uh, can you go into that a little bit like, um like did yeah, she so see people she, dying or is she still out there uh no she is actually back in san antonio with me she oh, awesome. uh she didn't have really anywhere else to go and mom is very generous and said she could come back with me and so she got to come back here and hang out for a little while thanks mom uh, but her yeah i said hey thanks thanks mom appreciate yeah. it um but yeah her story was a little different i don't think she saw anybody die necessarily uh but i do believe she saw she saw people running for their lives people shoeless uh mm-hmm. people carrying boxes of stuff out of their house just fleeing she has videos of like Oh my gosh, probably 10, 20 feet away, trees erupting in flames and mm, things falling over. Yeah, she said she saw a couple of trees fall over onto the road, but it was basically just, she was crowded by smoke and stuff. She she had she had a little bit worse experience than I did being in the fires. Yeah, golly. So how was it uh, getting out? I mean, was there like, how hard was it for you to get a flight out of Maui? It was, it was honestly incredibly easy. I just oh. looked up flights out of Maui. Uh, oh. Yeah, it, so the first, the first couple days, it was, it was pretty crowded at the airport. The people that I was staying with, um, one of them worked at the airport, and he said there was 2,000 people in the airport a day, easily, probably at a time. Yeah. Like, they would be there overnight. Uh, they, the person I was staying with said at one point, there was 2,000 people sleeping in the airport that night, and they had to kick them all out the next morning to rerun through security to get on the plane. So I heard the airports for quite a few days there were pretty hectic, but Hawaiian Airlines was being very kind. They offered $19 tickets to the other islands and stuff, trying to get people off of Maui to That's conserve awesome. resources. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very kind. Everybody helping out everybody, but I got two plane tickets out of there on a Tuesday a week after the flight. It was it was pretty mellow at the airport. Nothing nothing too crazy. Okay. Yeah, so that once I guess that first side once you get the tourists out of there. Yeah. That, and that's yeah. not that's not I, a big I, airport. I, the Maui airport no, is not a is, big airport. It's it's not massive, no, but it's it's a uh, it's definitely not I wouldn't consider it small. It's not the smallest airport I've been in, but it's not the biggest. It's probably lower to medium sized airport. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Wow, that uh, that is just um, incredible. Um, I'm, we're, mm-hmm. we're we're so glad that you were able to get out of there. Um, yeah, and and um, 
man, certainly our our thoughts and prayers go out to those people that are still, you know, looking for their loved ones, and certainly to those that have lost loved ones. So, um, wow. Where, where's your girlfriend? I know she's in San Antonio right now. Where's she Luke, from originally? She from yeah, originally? she's she's. Uh, she's from Michigan originally, okay. a Michigander, as I believe they're called. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, so she was like, "I don't want to go back to Michigan." And I said, "We'll bring you to Texas. Texas is cool." Yeah, okay. you like the heat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got here. It was it was 115 degrees. We were like, "Oh my gosh, welcome! This is brutal. welcome." Yeah, oh, don't worry. There's a cold front coming through this week. It's only going to be 99. Yeah. Yeah. We, wa- we walked out of a restaurant at 10 p.m two nights ago and it was still 100 degrees at 10 p.m holy cow yeah and i'm just like this is insane oh my i just want to say i think it was probably a lot hotter in maui uh okay there's a joke mm-hmm. that wasn't a joke yeah. <laughs> i was trying to bring it back to what we're talking about here when i complained about we're really gonna sit here and complain about our weather yeah okay. not, not fair, the episode fair, yeah. point point too, taken too soon all right point taken. <laughs> all right. I, I had heard some awesome stories about um, Southwest, though. Southwest was flying empty planes full of supplies to Maui and then flying people back, full planes full of people back. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. Did, so did anybody want to know why the, the when there were 27,000 troops 40 minutes away, you've got 17,000 sailors, you've got 10,000 Marines, you've got 5,500 airmen 40 minutes away, and nobody ever showed up to help. I don't understand that part. Especially the Navy, when there were people in the water. Why? I don't understand. If it was burning all night, mm-hmm. you, you're 40 minutes away, mobilized. Why didn't they send them? I I wonder the same thing. I, I know that there were many fires burning on Maui and that the resources on Maui are not exuberant. There's not many resources. So there was a lot of fires, a lot of, a lot of troops running around everywhere. I don't know why there was no uh, air, any military resources happening at all apparently it hadn't considered a national emergency just yet um i saw the press conference it's a harder thing when there's no where there's no cell reception there's no nothing to get out or anything like that yeah but they got radios i saw the press conference where the guy that's in charge of uh firing off the sirens he didn't do explained why they didn't go off that's the stupidest explanation it is a stupid cop-out yeah You know, those sirens should have been going off. People are not going to turn up why, and run into the fire. The, did they, they turned off the water, uh, too. Yeah. Oh, did they? They turned off the water for, for was, hours. Uh-huh. Because they wanted to conserve. I was hoping we were talking about this. Resource. Yeah. They it, shut the water up. They didn't want people trying to put the fire out? No, they didn't want to waste it. Mm. He had he had mentioned that he didn't sign them, sound them off because it's a tsunami thing, and they didn't want people running inside. And, I mean... It's, an it's like it's we're summer. not yeah. we're we're not idiots. We yeah. can walk outside and see that there's not a tsunami coming and see smoke. It was yeah. absolutely dumb. And he was he was saying he didn't regret his actions or anything like that. He should. That was that was he, yeah. He should. People, he should absolutely. People passed that. away. That's yeah. right. That, he, he, that resulted in a lot of deaths. Yeah. And no water was, is another a, thing. Yeah. For hours, mm-hmm. no yeah. no water to fight the fires. Yeah, it sounds like some people were placed in positions that they were not qualified for, and, and you know that's not unique to Hawaii, obviously. Well, but. well, do you you're in you're on an island in the middle of the ocean? Do you really need to be good at fighting fires? Oh wait, we live on top of a volcano. Yes, maybe we should learn how to yeah. fight fires. Yeah, and have an emergency emergency uh, system that's not just for tsunamis. 
it's not you know. just for that. That's oh, I know. BS. I know that was that was a ridiculous cop out, and I I felt like anybody that let that pass in that press conference, they're idiots too. You know that they, they should yeah, have called was, him out on that ridiculous. There were just so, there's so many weird things about it. It's either complete incompetence or totally done on purpose. Well, I think the first one is is the answer. You know, if you're not if you're not qualified running, to do your job, well, number one, you should be running through a, a myriad of different emergency scenarios on a regular basis. Do you know that yeah. three weeks before this fire, the governor filed for the the governor or the mayor? I think it was the governor filed for uh, emergency state emergency status. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. For know. what? Because it allows them now certain powers, and people can't get prosecuted for not alerting sirens, turning off water. It's because you, they have the ultimate say, and they can't be held accountable for it. What was the condition wow. that he was applying for uh, emergency I, status? I don't know. I, I just think it's odd that it was three weeks before. Now, maybe it was the hurricane? Yeah. Maybe it was the Could winds. have been. Could have been the hurricane. Maybe it was the fact that he knew for years that they had a... a a quote-unquote um, forestry, but they had a problem with overgrown wild grass mm-hmm. that needed to they needed to do something about. They knew about it, and they needed to do it. They took the money that they got for the infrastructure bill. And, and, and bought what some the new cars? They, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, They brought a new alarm for the tsunami. Hmm. Certainly very tragic. I, and it was weird to me, too, that I, I didn't really hear much about it on the news. And I, that, that, uh, that, that, to me, is another, like, what? Yeah. One of our yeah. states is on fire, and nobody was covering it in the beginning. And I never heard anything from the president, either, about the... He said situation. no comment. Did he really? No comment. He um he went to Lahaina, actually. He was in Lahaina. <laughs> okay, he, he got shamed into Lahaina. Yeah. He didn't he didn't say yeah. a word. He was on the beach in Delaware. While you were you running for your life, he's on the beach in Delaware doing nothing. That's very true. I heard that he um there a lot of people in Lahaina are very mad because oh, yeah, he's they, given, are. they should be. He's given yeah, he's given millions to Ukraine or something. Billions. And he yeah. donated billions to I think Ukraine. It was, I think it was seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars a person, and you have to jump through hoops to get it. What was the thing with FEMA too? Not is not responding in Hawaii. What's up with that? Yeah, so even I applied for FEMA, and they it's just a very complicated process. It's like a thirty minute, uh, probably forty five minute phone call. You have to go through all these hoops. You have to make sure uh, you have documents that you live there. So if you have if you lost all your documents (laughs) about your house, yeah. That you ran out if of the house with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that your house if is you, disintegrated. Hmm. Your house is gone. Everything's gone. You have no documents. How do you prove that you lived in the Heine or anything like that? That's your It's government. a very complicated process. And um, we even heard stories. There was something in the news and something that we saw about FEMA throwing away donated supplies because it wasn't approved by them. Really? That's, that's just something. Yeah, that's. Uh, we heard that, saw it on the news or something like that. Our friends told us. What but we saw that FEMA is, threw away donated supplies because it wasn't approved. What is wrong with this country? The Anything the government runs is run terribly. This is idiocy. That's why we need smaller government and we don't let them in, put them in charge of anything. What, what does the government not F up? Hmm. Oh, wait, Luke's older. What does not the government fuck up? There you go. Let it out. Fair. I feel so much better. Oh my gosh, Luke! I can't thank you enough for coming on and, uh, you know, j- at least just 
pulling the curtain back a little bit because I feel like a lot of us are left in the dark because there has been There's no coverage. Yeah. Now maybe it's because they don't want them on the island. I think they're they're starting to cover it now, but it's in the aftermath. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff like they're asking comment like how many kids are missing and they won't answer them. Yeah. Yeah, there's that that is that's gonna be a tough subject too, since school is out, yeah. a lot of kids were home. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. yeah, the the level of this tragedy keeps increasing by day. And it's I think they're. I think they know who's dead. I think they are waiting until the news cycle turns, and then they'll start releasing slowly. They'll start releasing figures. So the the number was just over a hundred last I heard, and one hundred fourteen and last and, week. But there were yeah. like several hundred unaccounted for. There were well originally there were a thousand unaccounted for, and then they said, "Ah, oh, we don't think so. We think it may be closer to four hundred now, mm. and two hundred of those are dead." So now they're, I, now they're I starting heard to a, I heard a prediction from somebody on Hawaii at the time. They said it would be between 500 and 1,000 deaths. Yeah, that's that, what, I would, that's that what it should crazy. be. That's what, that's what I thought, yeah. That is crazy. Well, when, Luke, you think we, about, you know, when you think about fires that you oh, should... I, know. I mean, it is not like a tornado. A tornado just drops down out of the sky. You have little to no warning. Yeah, but dude, if you're, if you're in the house yeah. not paying attention, you've got no cell signal... You're not. You're just what, over here at work. I know. On the other I, side of the island. I'm just saying, high winds, smoke, no power. Get the hell out of there. That's you know. What, yeah. When did you lose power, Luke? Why do we ask that question? Um, we lost power that morning before the fire ever hit. Power was out. So already, you guys just probably. think it's a blackout. You're not thinking anything of it. Yeah, we just thought uh, power lines are down. It's not going to be too bad. Nothing, nothing crazy. But it it kicked up real fast. So I did see a news report that said that power outages during hurricanes, especially on Maui, are very commonplace. But even in high winds, um, when it gets not hurricane yeah. winds, but just high winds, because you know palm tree, trees get downed, you know, and then and you can have this, lines. and you can have a wildfire. Right. So you know a hurricane's passing. You don't turn the power off then. Well, that's there. There are lawsuits being filed against the Hawaiian Power Company or whatever for not turning off the power in the high wind situation. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. Lahaina, Lahaina itself is built in the 1930s, earlier even. So it's well, it's not it's not too so too power ready. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like a complete city reboot. They're gonna if they if they do well, rebuild, it'll be very interesting to see who rebuilds there. Yeah. Is it going to be now? Is it going to be these resorts? Is it going to be? Depends. There's a lot of I conversation mean, about that. That that land people have wanted it for a long time. Man, that is very true. There's a there's a big ugly. problem happening right now where there are realtors already calling citizens yeah. to burn down houses and nothing left, saying, "We'll pay you this for your land." Trying to these, land grab all these yep. native these Hawaiian lands who have had this vultures. land for a long Vultures, vultures. Yeah. That's gross. Uh, it is it is an awful thing to try and take land from somebody who just lost everything. You're yeah. right. By the way, did you own that house, Luke? Uh, you're looking to get rid of it. Yeah. Can you can we get a good price? What do you got going on there, Luke? <laughs> yeah. What? what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys started you you started whispering. I thought you were talking no, to yourself. No, for a Jackie <laughs> was asking, "Did you own that house?" Just uh, uh, wondering if you own that house. If you uh, uh, want to get rid of it, are you going back or what would you look look to get? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there. my I'm sure my employer will be rebuilding the house as he can to house more jet ski workers. Yeah, how big was that shop? 
the how the many what? jet skis do they have? Oh well, so the jet ski company itself is actually pretty interesting. Um, the island of the county of Maui, which is three islands, it includes Maui, Lanai, and Molokai, mm-hmm. uh, and the government of Maui or whatever it was issued 18 permits for jet skis, one permit per ski, and at a time my boss caught them all up and bought every permit so we are the only jet ski company on the entire county of maui we have 18 permits and we have 18 skis on the water damn that's awesome yeah about i want to say probably 20 employees in total probably seven working on a normal day you would think there'd be more than 18 uh, jet skis in maui no, yeah. just in, in Lahaina alone, you would think there would be eighteen. <laughs> yeah, you know, not even. You know, <laughs> that doesn't seem like a lot. Molokai yeah. and uh, what was the other island? Lanai. Uh, Lanai. Yeah, maybe Lanai or Lanai. Maybe people yeah. don't like taking them into the ocean. They're they're intimidated by that. Yeah, they're a little, it, they're a little bit of a noise pollution too. You know, it can be it can be a little choppy, and the noise pollution. We actually, for that reason, we're about a half mile offshore and a half mile away from all the swimmers and other boats and everything. We're a good distance out, so we yeah. don't have any noise pollution towards the swimmers, or nobody's in danger of that or anything like that. That's. But I, I honestly, I believe that our company is probably one of the luckiest ones out there. All of our stuff was out on the ocean during the fires. Okay. Everything's safe. So he still got all his equipment. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. I, I listened to another podcast where they were talking to somebody that was involved in the fires, and this guy actually, you know, waited too long and had to jump in the water. But uh, he was yeah. saying that the boats that were in the marina they caught fire. Yeah, they, they caught fire, and the lines burned, and they all just drifted out. And he said it would look like a convoy of ghost ships because they were all aflame and just floating out to sea. It was it was really again. Where is the navy? Yeah. Yeah. Where the know. services on the ocean are. Yes. Like Where are they? I don't know. I'm so disappointed. I am too. But Luke, we're glad you're it's okay, just, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. And um, certainly, um, we're thankful that you were able to you and your girlfriend get your out buddies. of there and 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 find your way back to Texas. So uh, yeah, me too. I'm I'm glad I could be safe. And we really do appreciate you coming on this morning and telling us, you know, what it was like and and what your experience was. If this thing turns into a big wild drama conspiracy thing we may have you on to get your opinion you're our, you're now our maui expert yeah <laughs> i'd love to be the maui expert you can and, call and me up anytime to talk about anything Maui. <laughs> jet ski expert jet ski expert maybe our uh correspondent and you're our ginger Tony. expert he's yeah. our ginger expert yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah we might have to do an Absolutely. episode on how how a ginger can get tanned <laughs> what's the secret you know Hey, give, uh, give absolutely. We we um we really appreciate you coming on, Luke. Um, so uh, again, you're always welcome. Everybody, thank you for listening. This is we know this was a little bit of a heavy episode, so uh, but we thought it would be a good story to hear, um, an unadulterated account of what really happened that day. So, live your life. Let everybody else live theirs. Luke, thank you again, and give your mom and dad some love from us. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This was awesome. That was great. We appreciate it, Luke. You you take care. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Let Me Ask You This podcast. Tune in next time to hear the boys talk shit about some stuff. Talk to you soon.